ever, I'm not afraid to say it. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> just tired of life. From what? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. We're sleep training an infant. Oh. But you know how that'd be. Yeah, how does, how does that work? Everybody's got a little bit different strategy. Uh, we're still trying to figure out that strategy. The strategy we started last night was the first steps of letting her cry it out. It's like a staggered version of it. And uh, I, I handle it okay. The wife does not. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When you get so. to that earplug phase, I don't know. And there's something in the something in the moms when they hear that cry, they're programmed to solve. Yep. So, but so why are you tired? Because I was the one. <laughs> 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 I was the one that said, "Okay, I'll hold her. I'll rock her. It's fine. You just you go sleep." And I'll keep her from crying. All right. Well, if you nod off during this podcast, Hunter and I can, we can take we'll, care we'll of it. We'll handle it. It won't be any different from normal. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like your daughter's sleep training you. That's kind of how it goes, right? <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> uh, Get you guys trained up, right? Nice. That's right. Hey, you hey. know what's crazy? What? Cody. All of them. All of them? Cody Fitness. All, yeah, we're all over. The entire Cody Fitness Global. Back in session. Back in the game. Yeah. Yeah. So what we're going to talk about this episode is how that has gone. I know we've recorded prior episodes about this is going to be the way we're going to handle things. Here's protocol. Now we've got some real-time metrics of answering the questions. Are the people going to come back? When they come back, how's this going to go? Now we know exactly how it's going to go. And we have, brace yourselves, everyone, encouraging news. Very encouraging. Yeah, you think the NASDAQ is up to date. Wait till you hear our <laughs> metrics. That's right. Yeah, so basically what this is going to be is a Cody Fitness briefing, and Hunter is the president. Corona briefing day. Is that your title, president? Can it be. It is now. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. President, owner, operator, CEO, CFO, That's COO. Right. Who's Fauci? CTO. Put, put that in the uh, in the email uh, <laughs> Just stamp. Just yeah, all of it, yeah. <laughs> President, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So you've got some real information for us, Hunter, and there we're acknowledging here people listening to the podcast. A certain percentage of them are still on the fence about making their. Well, they're probably making their plans right now. Right. When am I going to re-enter this ecosystem? How long am I going to keep up these burpees and 400 meter runs and mm -hmm. step ups at the at home stuff? When do I get back? So our goal here is to try to give people a very accurate description of how things are going because honestly folks are dropping in for one class they don't see the rest of the day yeah you have kind of a bird's eye view and we want to let people know what that's turning out to be yeah it's uh it's been very encouraging uh this week so we we opened up on monday um you know based off of governor reeves is uh the governor of mississippi's guidelines that he gave so we we had originally planned on opening this monday and then uh, we didn't get the news that we were hoping for uh, last week, like Tuesday, I think. And uh, it seemed like it was going to be longer before we were going to be able to open up. Uh, we were still pretty much ready to go at that point. And then last Friday, uh, he made an announcement that gyms could open up starting uh, Monday. Um, and he, they gave a big, long list of guidelines that we, we had to follow. Um, so we you know, went into place last weekend and spent a lot of time making sure everything was up to date. Uh, a couple of them. Gym has to be uh, deep cleaned every every day uh, or every night before the next day. Um, all equipment has to be cleaned after each person uses it. There has to be a coach um, in in place for cleaning equipment. One coach for every ten uh, people in class or ten people in the gym to uh, clean, make sure their equipment is cleaned uh, after they use it. The uh, 
people have to stay six feet apart from each other. Coaches have to wear masks and gloves. Uh, the gloves have to be changed out after every class. Um, so basically, you know, we kind of had an idea of what it was going to look like. So we had all this stuff planned out. Um, so yeah, what it looks like now when you come into the gym is um, you're waiting outside before your class starts, um, socially distanced, of course. And then uh, uh, the, we're, we're running shorter classes right now, so the classes are ending after 45 minutes, which gives us time to clean uh, between classes. The coaches are mopping uh, the floor after each class. Um, we have spray bottles with uh, wipes that are being um, only used once and then washed afterwards. Um, so the, the athletes are wiping down all the equipment they use with the spray bottles, with the you know, disinfectant stuff that we purchased um, after each using and putting it away, equipment's put back where it was. So when the next class starts, basically you walk in, you get in your square, um, everything you need for class is already in there. Uh, whatever we're using the day, whether it's a dumbbell or barbell with weights, uh, your mobility stuff is there, your cleaning supplies are there, your rower's there if that's what you're gonna use. And you just spend the whole class in your, in your box so you don't ever have to get close to anybody. We're not doing anything on the rig right now, so you're not having to walk anywhere. Uh, but basically, uh, we're just making sure we're following all the guidelines. Uh, the coach is coaching with a mask, which is kind of funny. Uh, the coach is wearing gloves. Uh, but it's, it's, been, uh, it's been great. Everybody has been very, uh, very diligent about sticking to, uh, sticking to the rules, um, waiting outside until their class starts, you know, saying socially distanced, cleaning after themselves, you know, uh, washing their hands in the bathroom, all that type of stuff. Um, so I've been I've been really happy to see how it's gone. You know, the gym is incredibly clean. It smells clean when you walk in. It looks clean. Um, you know, it's freshly renovated. So people are, you know, it, not only getting the aesthetic of cleanliness and the smell of cleanliness, but they also see like it looks different. It looks new. Um, we've got new locker rooms in Madison. So there's just a lot of cool stuff going on, and people have been really. Um, you know, really happy to be back in the gym. It's been great for us as coaches to be able to get back in there and do what we love and see people and talk. Um, and then it's also been great for them. You know, a lot of people have come in and said they were really struggling to, you know, work out consistently at home or uh, push themselves hard at home. We had, we've had a few people throw up um, on their first day back, awesome. uh, which is, which is funny, but you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's just allowed us to slowly start getting back to normal. Yeah, so I think one of the things I've been wondering as a person who's probably going to be on the slower track to return, uh, which has nothing to do with Cody, I should say here very publicly, it's uh, I'm minus a spleen. <laughs> so I'm a little bit, I'm down from, from the guy who maybe is uh, a little bit healthier with his immune system. But um, I've kind of wondered, okay, we are a charge out of problem sort of culture. Uh, we've never met a problem that we didn't like. And there can be a little bit of uh, hubris in that. Like, okay, well, I know what the governor is saying, but we're going to do things this way here. And we're not so worried about that. But you've been very clear. And everyone inside the organization has been very clear that you guys are going to follow the strict protocol. You're going to be smart about this. But there has been a question will the members of the Coyote Fitness family actually follow that protocol? But mm -hmm. it sounds like everyone's being pretty respectful of the limitations. Oh, absolutely. And I think everybody's respectful of, you know, no matter what your views are, you have to respect other people and, and, and make sure that um, you're, 
you're following the guidelines because it doesn't just affect you and it affects everybody else. And uh, I mean, people have been, you know, gone above and beyond what we've asked as far as uh, making sure everybody that comes in is working out in a safe environment. And I, you know, I've been a decent amount of different places over the last couple of months and our gyms by far have been the, the cleanest and the safest as far as social distance um, of any place that I've been in. Uh, I mean, it's incredibly clean. People are being very diligent about cleaning up after themselves, you know, spraying disinfectant, washing their, wa washing their hands, um, hand sanitizing, all that type of stuff. Um, it just looks clean. It smells clean. Everybody's, you know, staying social distance outside and inside. Um, it's, it, it, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm very confident that we are providing as safe an environment for people to work out in as we possibly can. And, you know, the, the fact of the matter is some people were beating the doors down to get back in. They wanted, they, they couldn't wait to get back in the gym. And there's some people that are hesitant to get back and they might not come back for a couple months, which is completely fine. You know, I've had people tell me that, you know, they're just not comfortable coming back to the gym. They're not comfortable getting out of the house yet. And that's fine. You know, we'll still continue to try to provide the best service for, their, for them through the at-home workouts and all that type of stuff. Um, but for the people that do want to come in, we want to give them opportunity to be able to work out in a safe environment. And so, you know, it's, it's one of those things where we're, this is a, you know, unprecedented time. Nobody has ever been through this before. And so we're, we're trying to figure it out with everybody else, but we want to do it. Um, and, and go above and beyond what's asked for us as far as guidelines. I think if you were to look at it in, in this way, the, the fitness industry, and I think we could take a, a moment just to celebrate that, that the fitness industry has been um, very loud about wanting people to be able to get back into an environment where they can pursue health uh, for a lot of different reasons. But it makes sense that if we are about people's overall health, we wouldn't be doing things to compromise their overall health, mm -hmm. you know, just like you said, no matter where they sit on the scope of how comfortable or uncomfortable they are, or how much their anxiety goes up, you want to make sure that that environment is there where they can focus on getting their workout done. They're not worried about being the next uh, recipient of mm -hmm. COVID-19, right? So I think it makes sense for us, especially inside of Cody Fitness to say, hey, we're going to do everything we can to make sure that you can resume your um, intensity with your fitness journey but also not drop what's going on at home to make right. sure that those people have that going on. I think Cody's done a great job of that since, since the beginning. Uh, we were talking off mic though. One thing that has, has really surprised me is the number of people that are coming through uh, our locations on a daily yeah. basis. There were a lot of people that were very eager, which is, this is a great statistic because it shows this is a valuable place for a lot of us. You know? Oh, absolutely. We, I'd say overall, we probably, 20 to 30 percent of our members either canceled or put their membership on hold and uh since monday of this week i would say probably um 10 percent of them have you know taken their membership off hold or renewed their membership or whatever we've also added some new members this week um and our attendance uh on monday uh was about 70 75 percent of what it, of our our highest day ever um, and those are fantastic. Yeah, numbers, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we're limiting classes to 10. Um, people are having to sign up online. And so, you know, but it's not just a free for all like it used to be. Um, and so to, to see that amount of participation on the first day back was very, very encouraging. And I would say it'll probably slowly grow over the next weeks and months. And 
who knows when things will be back to normal. Obviously, th some things will be changed for good. Um, but as far as getting back to, to the numbers where we're at, you know, maybe June or July, we might be able to get back to where we were is what I'm hoping for. But I've just been very encouraged um, by people wanting to get back in there. And you made a good point about the importance of uh, exercise for health and fitness. I mean, it's imperative um, now more than ever uh, to be taking care of yourself. Um, working out is going to strengthen your immune system. You know, constantly very functional movement, high intensity is the best, um, best way that's ever been found uh, to, to get fitter and, and provide that buffer um, from sickness uh, for healthy people. And I am in, you know, some Facebook groups of CrossFit affiliate owners and people have been asking, uh, how do you know, and have any of your members uh, been, been gotten COVID and uh, what is, what does it look like? And the, I've hardly seen anybody who has even had more than one or two members that have had it. And everybody that has had it has had very mild um, symptoms, very mild, um, you know, not, nothing major like having to go to the hospital or anything. So that's just, you know, that's anecdotal, obviously, but that's just a testament to say, like, across all these thousands of CrossFit affiliates throughout the world, the the incidence of people actually getting the COVID is very, very low. And then the ones that do, the the symptoms are very, very mild. And that just shows, you know, Greg Glassman talked about this long, long, a long time ago, the, the health and wellness continuum. And he said the healthy, the fitter that you get, the, the farther away from sickness you're going to get. And that's going to protect you for any type of um, sickness that comes along. You know, it's going to build that buffer and allow you to, if you, you know, keep you uh, able to fight off sickness better, your immune system is stronger so you can fight it off. And then if you do get sick, it's going to make the symptoms um, a lot less. And so that's, that's just, it's, it's so important that, and when something like this is going on is that you're doing everything you can to to make yourself as healthy as possible. Um, because if you do come in contact with the virus, you can either fight it off or, or have a very mild uh, reaction to it. Yeah, I can tell you that's been exactly my personal experience, which I, I try to be careful to not repeat myself on uh, when it comes to this stuff. But for me, when I started uh, CrossFit years and years ago, uh, we won't talk about how long I've been doing it because I still don't ring muscle up and that's a little embarrassing, <laughs> but I've been at CrossFit a long time. When I first entered CrossFit, a sinus infection was a month ordeal. This, these are real numbers. When I got a sinus infection, I was out for a month. I was still going to work, but I'm just kind of limping to work, getting home, going to bed early, feeling miserable. Uh, now, when I get those sorts of illnesses, I don't even miss work. Mm -hmm. I just power through. And a lot of them, I don't even have to take antibiotics for anymore. Yeah. So, I mean, just the benefits. We, we've talked about the benefits almost since episode one. Yeah. But now we have a new thing to measure against. Now, can we predict exactly how everyone's body is going to react to COVID? Mm -hmm. No, unfortunately, we can't. But I do know. Uh, in fact, it reminded me of that we have a couple of members that wear the shirt. I don't know what I'm preparing for, but I hope it never happens. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, well, here we well, are. Here it is. You've been preparing for this for here a while. Here we now. are. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So the other side of it, too, is, and, and I think we could, we could probably discuss this for a while, but the connection between your mental health and your physical health, a lot of people are talking about that these days. For me, I've been able to pace through this pandemic almost since the beginning by thinking, okay, I've done everything I could possibly do to be as physically prepared for a difficult physical situation. So I'm ready. 
you know, whatever it is, I'm ready. If I'm one of those guys that gets the worst of it and I'm in a hospital trying to figure out how to breathe well, I've done everything I can to be ready. Yeah. And that's just such a, a calming feeling rather than where I was before of I'm just always worried about the next thing that's coming along. And is this going to be the thing that's just going to nail me mm-hmm. and I'll be in ICU again? So uh, I've had some mental benefits, even though my fitness has struggled. I got to be very clear about that. My fitness has struggled over the past two months. Uh, I get out into the garage and I'm thinking, thank goodness nobody's watching this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm glad I don't have somebody next to me watching this go down. Uh, but the mental side to be able to just say, all right, there's nothing more I could have done. If being physically fit is going to help me weather these physical symptoms, good for me. I've done what I needed to do. So I, I think that's something I'm banking in because who knows what's going to be going on on the planet. I mean, this may be one of three pandemics in rapid succession. We may not see another one for another 15 years. Who knows? There's somebody smart figuring that. Bill Gates is in front of a pad figuring that out right now, <laughs> right? Uh, but what we know right now is there are two solid benefits for people when they're comfortable getting back into one of our locations. And we haven't even talked about the social benefits. Right, yeah. Right? Uh, that feeling of not being on Zoom and seeing someone, it's exhilarating. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you talk about your fitness has struggled, but the fact of the matter is you're still getting out there and you're still, you're still exercising. Yeah, you're not going to be probably hitting your lifetime PR, but you're still you know, light years ahead of where you were before you ever started. And you're doing so much for your health um, that it's, it's, it's worth just getting out there and doing something. And so I think you got to change the measurement that you're looking at right now and stop saying, well, I'm just not hitting lifetime PRs or I'm not being, you know, being able to keep up with so-and-so on this workout. But what you are doing is you're keeping that buffer that you've created for yourself between being healthy and being sick. And ultimately that's what it's all about because we want to, you know, help improve the quality of life of people and help people be able to live a long, um, functional life. And you do that by constantly, you know, doing functional fitness. You're not always going to be able to hit PRs. You're eventually going to get to the point where, you know, you're, you're not even close to where you used to be able to be performance wise, but it's about, you know, creating this healthy lifestyle that's going to last for the rest of your life and allow you to live vibrantly for a really, really long time. And so that's what, that's what this is all about. And I think this can really change the perspective for a lot of people who have been coming to the gym for 10 years, just trying to beat so-and-so in a workout, but they didn't realize the benefits that they were accumulating over this time is, Hey, if something like this does happen, I've really set myself up to be in a really good position, um, compared to somebody else. And I see stories of people and they'll talk about somebody who had to go to the hospital with COVID who's, you know, young and, and they always say, I, uh, well, I, you know, I mean, it could happen to anybody. I, I work out, you know, I, I do this, that, whatever, but what does that mean? You know, what, what, I don't want to get into the weeds on this, but you know, what does that actually mean? Like, do you go to the gym like twice a month? You know, what are you doing when you exercise? Are you, are you, you eat healthy. What does that mean? You know, the, what we've seen through all this is the vast majority of Americans are unhealthy. So if you're if you're saying you're healthy compared to the average American, that's unhealthy because the average American is is not healthy. And so what we're trying to do in our organizations is create people who are extremely extremely healthy, who who exercise consistently, they perform functional movements constantly varied, um, and that's developing the best possible um, 
fitness and health that we can give for them. Um, we're talking about eating, you know, eating healthy foods, cutting out processed foods, all that type of stuff. And so um, you are creating a, a person who um, can can fight this stuff off and can can keep that buffer between disease and sickness. And that's what we're trying to do. Um, and you know, it's it's just been it's been awesome to see. I think you could probably take it down to this. I agree with you getting off into the weeds because one, th one thing everyone's had to be careful of is spouting off a COVID-19 opinion like it's the truth. <laughs> I mean, because, I mean, this is a lot of unknowns. There's some facts out there, but not a ton. But I think one thing for us inside of our, uh, our um, community that we can focus on is that a reduction of underlying issues is automatically going to put you in a better position. Yeah. So high uh, blood pressure, or if you're a person who is consuming a lot of sugary foods, if you're a person who's called an adult onset diabetes, all of those things are going to be bad for you because your body's going to be working to try to compensate for those things. So, you know, I think this is the few conversations I've had with people about this. Um, they've been talking about, all right, I'm, I've realized I'm trying to attack these underlying issues right now. Some of us, in fact, behind closed doors, not very publicly, have said, you know what, I was in there throwing weight around, I was spending extra time, but I was also having three and a half beers a night. Mm -hmm. I was also every Thursday, Friday and Saturday eating whatever I wanted to because yeah. I wasn't going to the gym on, on Saturday and Sunday. So a lot of this stuff is just like, as we've talked before, it gives you the ability to evaluate and improve in certain aspects. But thankfully, now you have the ability to get that shot in the arm to, to go into a class. And I, I would assume you would encourage people, uh, not rush them, but encourage them, hey, take that step. You're going to be surprised when you walk into one of our facilities how safe you feel. You're not going to get the heebie-jeebies like you do at the grocery store oh, yeah. you know, or the big box home improvement store. You're, go you're going to feel safe. You're going to be in your square, and it's going to be a good shot in the arm. Give it, just give it a try. Oh, I can promise that if if you're still scared about it, like the the gym environment is going to be the safest public place that you can go to. We, you know, we have are, have put in all the precautions. You're if you don't want to, you're going to be, you know, socially. You're not going to be coming close contact with anybody. You're going to be able to go to your spot. You're able to work out. It's already cleaned and everything set up for you. All we ask is that you, you know, clean everything when you're done and then you can leave um, and you're there for 45 minutes. And I completely understand if, if people want to work out at home, that's fine. But if you're still on the fence about it, like it's going to be um, it's it's going to be you know, everything is all that eyes are dotted and the T's are crossed. And and we have, you know, done everything we can to make it a safe place. And uh, outside of your your home, it's going to be probably the safest place you go. So. Um, I would encourage you to do it. You can even just stop by and look in the window. We had a cop drive by the other day. He was peering in, see what was going on. And so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're following all the rules, guy, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> hey, why don't you come join in? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Is I Caleb got... is Caleb mopping? Oh, yeah. Good. Yeah, Caleb's <laughs> doing it all. I will say, man, I saw a video from, uh, from Caleb's place over there, and it looked pretty boss with everybody in, lined up doing oh, those yeah. double unders. It's I'm really like, cool, actually. It looks, it looks really good. Everybody's got their own station. Everybody's um, got their equipment and everything. It does look really good. So this yeah. was just a long play to make your social media look good. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uniform. Yeah, everybody's, like, all rank and file. So That's right. <laughs> Cool. I, I mean, I can tell you after this conversation, even I, I feel a little bit more comfortable. I'm still a little bummed out that we, you know, you can't hang out after the workout and, you know, uh, 
sit there at the front desk and, and spend that time, that social stuff. But we got to take what we can get at this point. And as soon as parameters start to change, you guys are going to respond to that just as quickly as you have everything else. That's right. Yeah. We, I mean, we're, we're, we're trying to stay on out in front of this and we're trying to, to monitor and, and make sure we're, we're doing the best for everything. But, you know, I promise you, we're going to do everything that we possibly can to keep all our members safe and healthy and be able to help them get in the best shape of their life at their own pace in a supportive community and whatever that looks like, we're going to do it. And we're constantly looking to see how we can improve everything. So, um, that's, that's our promise. I like it. All right. So now we get to the most challenging part of the episode. Outside the box. Whoa. You, you right. just, you changed it up right there. Yeah. <laughs> There's the Dr. Pepper man. Uh, yeah. So we were discussing, it's a little quiet outside the box these days. There's not a lot going on. Not outside a the lot box. going on. So not a lot of stuff to draw from, but we do have a pretty interesting topic. It's going to be very personal, which probably means it's going to be a short segment. Uh, but we're discussing for this outside the box, things we've learned about ourselves as this phase is completing and we're entering into a new phase, safest mm -hmm. way to say that, uh, things that we've learned about ourselves that has been slightly surprising. I think, is that a safe way to say it? Gentlemen? I think so. Yeah that's, yeah. that's pretty safe. Slightly surprising. Uh, so who's, who's going to be the brave soldier and go first? I, I can start. Um, when I was younger, um, I, I, when I had a lot of free time, like say I had a day like a Saturday where I didn't have anything planned, which was pretty rare. I, I just really look forward to be able to just spend time in my room, you know, organize things, you know, read, play video games, whatever. I just enjoy that, that time of nothing planned. I, I, I can just kind of chill, do nothing. I, re, I, I really look forward to those days. And I don't know if it's I've changed as I've gotten older or what, but I just cannot do that anymore. Like I have to have an agenda. I have to have something planned and I can't sit around all day and do nothing. And I think looking back on it, I mean, you're in school as a kid, you've got things planned. I had, I had school, then I had sports af practice afterwards, and I always had something going on. And so the times that I didn't have anything was very rare. But as a kid looking to this, like, hey, you got two months where you don't have to do anything, you know, outside of some work stuff here and there, like, that's going to be awesome. But that I could, it, it drove me crazy. Like I, could, I just could not sit around and not and twiddle my thumbs. Like I cannot do that. And I had to get out and do things. And I had to, you know, just you know, go go to Walmart and pick something up. I had to go to Kroger and pick something. I had to go to the to the gym and do some work. I had to, um, you know, sit down and write out an org chart. You know, I, I had to have things. <laughs> I mean, like just crazy stuff. Oh, Caleb at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we know where we're starting here. We're going to put Caleb down. Yeah, yeah go exactly. Um, so I think that maybe um, maybe I've changed um, just with the being in the gym, being around people all the time, um, and just constantly on the go. Maybe that's changed me, or maybe I just didn't realize how much I enjoyed you know, doing things and being on the move. Um, when I was younger because I was doing it all the time. Yeah, you're on the move all the time. Yeah, so, uh, but that's what I learned about myself is that I just can't, I can't sit still for very long. And it, it makes sense because my, the job I had before we opened the gym, I sat at a desk all day for two years and it drove me up the wall. Like I could not stand it. Um, and so 
It I just makes sense. You were in that job for two years. Do I now? I thought it was like two months. You're like, bump this, I'm out of here. You well, stuck with that for two years. Yeah, I mean, wow. Well, I, it was my first job after I played baseball, and so you know, I, I had to make money, um, and I didn't know what I wanted to do. But after, I mean, it was less than a year. I knew I wanted to do something else, and it was figuring just it out. Just took time, yeah. And then, I mean, from the time we decided to open the gym to when we actually opened, it was like nine months. So, uh, I mean, it, it takes time to do all that type of stuff. So. Uh, but yeah, I was there for two years. Wow. Yeah, you learn something new every every podcast. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'll say for me, um, and this is going to be incredibly blunt, but I am absolute crap at being where I am. Yeah. So I have realized that even if I don't have a hard deadline on something, I'll pull something into my mental space and like get myself worked up about it. Like, oh man, I got to get that finished and. So I'll make a decision, for instance, my wife and I uh, took a walk the other day. We actually walked for five miles, which is pretty awesome. Wow. And I, I did not realize that a five-mile walk actually does something to you physically, you know. <laughs> Gets you tired? <laughs> yeah, because I was like, well, my heart rate's not up. I mean, we're just enjoying the walk. But I got home, and after about two hours, I was like, whoa. My hips hurt. Yeah, that was that was a long walk. My Garmin the whole time was like, hey, that's a lot of steps, big guy. <laughs> hey, man, hey, you know. Uh, but anyway, so on this walk, like I'm literally on a walk with my wife and our Airedale Terrier. And the whole time over five miles, I'm thinking about other things. And uh, I've just realized how uh, frantic my mental space is. Sometimes because of the type of job that I have, that makes a lot of sense. But I've given myself a pass when it's not that way, that I'm still that way. The second part of that uh, I figured out is that I'm much better at focusing on where I am when I'm at work Mm -hmm. and I think that's a part of being a man in my situation I'm like I'm kind of drawn to work okay well I can focus much better there yeah so I'll be in that realm more than I'll be in this realm you know and I've noticed uh, just thinking back over a lot of my dialogue with a lot of my gym friends I'm often talking about how work's affecting my gym time and all that Uh, just in a moment of honesty I think a lot of that is self-inflicted. Yeah. You know, like nobody's sitting outside in the parking lot at Cody like, Ben, you have to hurry up and finish that workout because we need this. Yeah. But that's what's going on in my head, and I, I think it's really affected me. And, and I've had to face it in a different way because I'm working out about seven and a half feet from where I sit down and do work at home in the garage. And uh, so it's been interesting. I give, I'm grading myself pretty, pretty hard here, but I think it's going to be a huge opportunity for growth for me. When I do get back in the 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 building at Coyote to say, hey, this is where I am, and, yeah. and if the world's on fire, be present. Yeah, we'll put it out an hour and ten minutes from now. I relate a lot to that too, and that's something that, you know, I've I've really done poorly with with this as well as being present at home with just thinking about work stuff and or whatever else, and um, you know, going for a walk. Uh, that's probably a habit that I need to start doing, just doing every day and just focusing leave the phone at home and just go for a walk and and be present for a little while and learning to be present and not take everything everywhere you go is such a strong incredible ability to have that most people can't do and something I need to work on as well yeah I'm sure it's a problem for all of us but I was just lying about it (laughs) (laughs) so I, I had a double problem all right Chase yeah wake up man here we go oh no I was uh okay thinking that's what my thinking face was, similar to mine. <laughs> similar to mine. I'm awake but asleep face. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have two. My, my first one is like almost in direct 
competition with what Hunter said, I realized like how how much training I was doing in previous years in my life of avoiding all social interaction and not <laughs> not feeling bothered by it. Like I, I was thinking the other I day. I love that you call that training. Yeah. Uh, I just didn't know it, you know. Um, I, I, I was thinking the other day, like if I didn't have, this is going to sound terrible. The clarifier is that like I'm incredibly thankful <laughs> to have a wife and kid. You're very happy about it. I'm, ve- I'm very happy, honey. Uh, first time I've ever called her honey. It works. Yeah. Uh, but if I didn't have a wife and kid, I I don't know if I would be thriving, but, like, this would have been almost like a blip on the radar in terms of, like, the difference in <laughs> how I was operating as a person. It would just be harder to get the Hot Pockets. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, you know what I miss? Did you guys ever have the slide shot, uh, the, like, almost like hamburger uh, Hot Pockets? It was the little circles wrapped in a different kind oh, yeah. of, you oh, know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah. Those things disappeared. And Anything that sad. could go in a microwave and be called food, I've had it. Uh, that's a good point. You ever had kids' cuisine? <laughs> Definitely. Incredible. Yeah. Sorry, sidetrack. Uh, the second thing, uh, one thing that I've been surprised uh, that this is like a, a benefit that's come out of this season, my job has changed like a lot. I sounded like a valley girl. I didn't mean to sound like that. My job has changed a lot. Not like a lot. Definitely a lot. Could you just replay that? When I listen to this, I want to hear that four or five times. My job has changed like a uh, lot. Like a lot? Uh, but um, He's wearing the pink shirt to go along with I did. it. So. I did. I threw it on because I was like, I haven't worn pink in a really long time, so today's the day. Um, but my job's changed so much, and like, it's it's given me like I have a hard deadline every single week because I'm putting Ben and I work at a church and so like I'm I'm like the sole guy responsible for wrapping the bow around uh, our digital services and stuff and this hard deadline has caused me to get a lot better at choosing my battles in terms of like where I'm gonna super quality control and where I'm just gonna let something slide you know mm. and that's something I've I've always struggled with because like most of the things that I work on pre-COVID like didn't really have a hard deadline outside of like podcasts and stuff but you know so like I would just let things I would just work on things and like nit, nitpick and change things and yada yada and it would take me weeks to get anything done and I would probably be have a worse product than I started off with but I've gotten better over the past uh I guess couple of months now of like you know like I said choosing my battles on what's worth like really making super awesome and then what's okay having a c minus you know c's get degrees kind of uh mindset some some stuff so that that's been a a, a fun thing to go through it's not something I anticipated uh being a positive out of this season but it's definitely been the case so that affects a lot yeah yeah and especially in terms of fitness it's walking out like that wasn't the perfect workout or blah blah yeah. blah it's like hey look man you you were in there you did you, yeah yeah, yeah you, I'm, you, I'm excited to apply this directly to my fitness life. i'm sure yeah. you are yeah so uh you know we haven't mentioned uh, your part of your fitness training is you do live not on the bottom level yeah i take uh 18 stairs every single day and Multiple then, times well a day. 36 technically because you know up and down yeah that's yeah. very impressive. It is impressive. Mm-hmm. If you'll just start timing that and then improve that time over a couple of weeks, you'll be back in your CrossFit mentality. Yeah, that's a good point. I'll start <laughs> doing that. <laughs> hey, what I like about this conversation is that we're being uh, introspective. We're thinking about our approach to life. We're not beating ourselves up too much. It's just about thinking about, hey, these are some things that I can adjust over time. 
And uh, unfortunately, we're the three guys behind the microphone that people listen to and say, hey, man, are you being where you are? You know, that's a, hey, yeah. it's, they could have Caleb. So be that's thankful. Right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> All right. So last portion of our podcast is the recommends. Yeah. All right. I don't know. I was just giving it a try. Yeah, it's just something more jingles. I'm yeah. going to start off with a, a plug. Uh, I forgot to talk about this earlier, but uh, we are doing the uh, Beach Body Challenge which we do every year. I saw that in the email, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so we're doing it. Uh, it'll be a week from when this podcast comes out. Uh, we are going to have an option where you don't have to come to the gym to be able to do it. Um, so it's going to be five weeks long. Um, so it'll it'll run up until the week of 4th of July. So I think that's pretty good timing. But I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about this year. We have really kind of stepped it up this year. We're making some really cool uh, pamphlets for everybody. With I love pamphlets. Yeah, really good-looking pamphlets, uh, tons of information. Did Derek do them? Uh, Caleb has been working on it hey. with, with, some, with an assist from Derek. All right, well. <laughs> All right, no well. comment. No, I don't want the pamphlet it's, anymore. It, it won't be an A-plus pamphlet then. Uh, it, it, they look really good, um, but there's going to be a cash prize for first place this year, and uh, we had a, a tremendous results last year. We were going back through – the results last year and it was insane like we had multiple people who lost double digit fat pounds like not pounds but fat pounds in six weeks uh, multiple people lost over five percent body fat percentage in six weeks which is just insane um, so we're really excited about it I, you know this I think we've really really found a way to to help a lot of people so this is going to be really um, it's going to be awesome and it's going to be open to people who are coyote members and non-members as well so anybody can do it uh, we will be having in-person meetings, socially distanced, of course, um, and but those will also be streamed live online so people can watch and, and participate as well. So just be on the lookout for that. We'll get more information out on that next week, uh, but it's going to be it's going to be awesome. I think uh, that's a solid recommend. Yeah, well, yeah. and I also have one. Um, I can't break my streak streak of you know pop Some, culture recommend. So yes, um, when I was a kid, you guys know who Bill Simmons is. No. So do you know, you know, you know who he is? Yeah, I do. So I used to read ESPN, the magazine. I had, I had a subscription. I read it cover to cover for probably 15 years. And, uh, he, he started writing for ESPN, the magazine, and then he started a column on ESPN.com. And that used to be like, I used to look forward to reading those columns every week. And he mixed sports with pop culture, which is kind of where I got the idea for all this. And I read all of his stuff. And he, I mean, he would write these it would take 30 minutes to read his columns. They were so long, but they were so good. He would do top 10 lists and countdowns and stuff. But anyways, he he had a falling out with ESPN. He left. He's done a bunch. Of, he, he actually is the guy who started 30 for 30, the 30 for 30 ESPNs. He started those. Um, but he's done all kinds of stuff. But now he has a podcast called The Ringer, and he talks about sports. He talks about pop culture, and he has all kinds of guys on there. And uh, – it's it's really good. I just I'm a big fan of everything he does, and his podcast is it's really really good. So I would highly recommend checking out the Ringer. One of my favorite things they do is they'll go and they'll talk about old movies, and there'll be like five or six of them, and they'll just uh, talk. Like I was listening to one, they were talking about Gladiator, and then they you know they would come at it all angles, like what actor could have what uh, could have done a better job than Russell Crowe or, you know, whatever, you know, and, you know, they, they just take interesting looks at different, yeah. uh, at different movies and compare and, and stuff. And so um, go check out the ringer podcast. It's really good. They put out, I mean, they've had thousands of, of episodes. So um, I, you know, I would, I would recommend anything Bill Simmons has done. 
He's done the Book of Basketball, which is really good. Um, but the Ringer podcast is a good place to start. The best thing Bill Simmons ever did was Grantland, the Grantland, e- the yeah. ESPN thing that yeah. didn't survive because it was too good. the 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 cast the the cast of writers that was on that website is insane. Yes. and he I listened to a podcast with him. He's on the moment with. Uh, uh, Brian Koppelman, you know, the guy who created Billions. Yeah. And they're, like, apparently been best friends for a really long time. But he was on the moment with him, and he was asking him about Grantland not too long ago, and he was talking about how ESPN just kept, like, pushing it to the side. And, and he was like, I mean, we have, like, the best writers in the whole industry writing on this website, and you guys aren't even promoting it and not even putting it on the front page. And so um, that was just kind of like a missed opportunity because it was incredible. Yeah. Anyway, that was a little niche push for me. There you go. Yeah. All right, I have two very diverse recommends mm. that I'm, I'm hopeful are going to land. Okay, the first one is technology-based. I've made the shift over listening to all my podcasts on Spotify. Wow. And it is awesome. I do like Spotify we got to get on Spotify. Yeah. Are we on Spotify? I have no idea. I yeah. don't think so. Well, it's easy to drop in on there. And now that I've made this recommend, we definitely should do that. Okay. It, just, it just reads the feed, so it's no additional steps. But what I like the about feed. it. They're bringing all the best of, what's the technical term? Algorithm? Their predictability of like, hey, if you're listening to this, you probably like this, mm-hmm. and you may like that as well. I thought all these other podcast apps I was in, they were doing a good job with that. Then I got on Spotify, I was like, whoa. Well, if you think about it, like if you apply like how good they are with their music algorithm and like how probably easily transferable that is to the podcast version of it, it's no wonder that they kill it. Yeah, and it reduces friction too because... It, Let's face it, when you're in these uh, moods, you're like, okay, am I going to listen to music or do I want to listen to something intriguing? Mm. And it, re- it reduces the friction there because you just look at your home screen, you're like, oh, man, there's a new episode of this out. Yeah, I don't know. It just feels like you're lining up two worlds. So. The only downside is you can't rate podcasts on there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've got some work to do, no yeah. doubt about it. But I'm just thinking about in the quarantine state where you're like, oh, my gosh, that, that only had 50 episodes, and I started yesterday, you know? Yeah. You're looking for something else, Spotify's going to help you out with I that. prefer the UI of it, too. Like, I have a I have an annoying time, like, trying to get where I want to get in terms of, like, podcasts on the podcast app. User interface for us. Uh, yeah, that's annoying. A, yeah the UI, sorry. It's the UI of the, yeah. <laughs> Push his glasses there, up. Tommy? I don't know. I anyway. do, yeah, it's beautiful. We yeah. have to say that. It's beautiful. Spotify's you, music... Uh, algorithm is on point yes oh man it is yeah. the best yeah i listen anyway we can't go on this rabbit trail <laughs> but i wound up the other day i wound up with uh, listening to kid and play really is that kid rock and uh <laughs> yeah. i thought you were yeah. gonna say and kid i was rock. like and i was so happy that spotify took me there i'm like thank you spotify i would never <laughs> have chosen this myself chris would have been so proud of you if you would have said kid rock <laughs> you really would have all right so there there's your uh this episode sponsored by spotify Uh, My next recommend is going to sound a little bit odd, but I have been eating fish incorrectly for years. I have assumed that the oven was the best place to cook fish. Boy, was I wrong. I have been tearing up grilling fish lately. I want to disagree on this recommend. Would you continue? That is the way to go. It's just so much easier to get that right, the correct consistency with the fish. You can watch it a little more closely. I'm telling you, like, formerly in my house when we had a salmon dinner, I was like, I mean, okay, this is probably pretty good for me, and I don't hate it. 
man, we were putting salmon on the grill. I'd eat it it's every good. day. Have every we day. ever, has there ever been like disagreement on a recommend on this podcast before? Probably I, not. We're I can't about to have it. Gosh, I couldn't disagree with you more. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, strongly. You'd rather fry it? <laughs> well, yeah, at all times. Well, I, mean, I don't know about wouldn't? fried salmon. No, I don't raw know. is the way to go. <laughs> no, but if you sear it on a skillet and then chuck it in the oven, long form, like long form podcast, long form cooking, Man, I don't. I can't think of a juicier way to do fish. Well, than the oven. so you lock it in. You lock in the juices, but you don't get that smoky flavor. Oh, I think it's an overrated flavor. Wow, this is a Ooh. crazy segment. Crazy segment. You like your barbecue, don't you, Ben? Uh, yeah. He mm. also got that green egg, and he tries to use it as much as he possibly I'm, yeah, can. Yeah, I'm less of a fan of of uh, barbecue, but really, I, yeah. But I'm. I mean, they don't. What's gonna win in a battle? Seared salmon or smoked salmon? I don't. What, though you're not even are you smoking it or grilling it though? Well, it's a little bit of both if you do it correctly. <laughs> I don't. I, okay, we'll just let the people can vote with their feet. Yeah. Where they go to cook their salmon next, either their oven or their grill. I'm not here to bring about a competition. That's not what I was trying to do. I just wanted to say the right opinion before someone. <laughs> I want to say the right opinion. <laughs> All right, those are my recommends: Spotify and salmon. That's a great recommendation. Uh. I didn't have a recommendation, but I think I do now. Um, what you're going to want to do is you're want to go. You're going to want to get on Kroger's app. Uh, they have click list options where they bring it out to your car. It's incredible. Um, you're going to want to order yourself a salmon fillet. <laughs> uh, you're going to want to bring it home, uh, let it sit out for a minute so it can get uh, so it's not ice cold. All right. You're going to want to flip that bad boy over, and uh, if it's about uh, let's say six inches long, you're going to want to cut three slits into the back of it on the skin side. You're going to want to uh, get your pan on your uh, your your oven or sorry, your stove uh, at about a, if you have a, a like a three to eight range that they give you, you're going to want to put that on about a six. All right. You're going to you're going to want to go meat down I feel like we need kitchen sounds. Like, <laughs> chum, chum, chum. Yeah, I just need Gordon Ramsay shouting in the distance. <laughs> You're going to want to sear that bad boy, and in the meantime, you're going to want to get your oven up to 400 degrees, okay? You're going to want to chuck that bad boy in there and let it cook till it's uh, done, you uh, weird people that like it raw. Um, and then you're going to pull it out and then send a picture to Ben saying, hey, this was better than any smoked or grilled salmon I've ever had. That way I could send a picture back with all the friends that are at my house <laughs> enjoying <laughs> yeah. salmon at a perfect 137 degrees. 130. Well, at least you know the the temp. That's yeah, impressive. That's right. All right. Well, maybe we should finish this episode and then let's go cook some salmon. Let's do it. I would do that. Silky smooth sounds.